0: So let's bring in Michael Zaremsky, Director of Futures at Charles Schwab, to break down the number. Michael, good morning to you. The indices, Stock Index Futures products up around 1% as we await the uh, inflation report here at the bottom of the hour and trying to snap a six-day slide.
1: Absolutely right, Ben. There's like a lot of uh, positioning here ahead of that uh, see a PPI figure here that we've all been waiting for this week as well as I was expecting to see the... Uh, headline figure uh, down a a little bit uh, year-over-year to 8.1% versus 8.3% last month, but that's still a month-over-month gain of 0.2%, so we're still seeing rising inflation, but it's really the core figure, Ben, that's, I think, maybe a little bit more troubling there is that expected increase year-over-year to 6.5%, which is the highest in 40 years as well, up about 0.5% month-over-month, as it's really some components that are really sticky one of them is rents owner equivalent rents that is uh, definitely uh, has been you know been rising for the past several months as well too though it's also in a lag there that we're going to see this in the figures as well too so we really won't see that number come down as we're starting to see some evidence that housing prices are starting to come down uh across the country as well too but that could be three to six months forward as well too and also the service sector is still strong there so we're going to see uh, components there such as let's say restaurant cost be up hotel cost be up services uh even airfares being up we heard delta airlines i uh, report today their earnings there as well they're expected to see uh you know once again uh better than expected uh and profits in the fourth quarter as well too as demand for travel there is still there so higher airline uh tickets as well to all factoring into that core figures as well to where they are going to get any benefit right now is the energy component here as well as that definitely declined there in september and that's why we're seeing that year over year figure expected decline uh, this month
0: you know, Michael, as you say all that, uh, what comes to mind, well, for one, is some of the comments from Fed speakers. And uh, they've been pretty uh, adamant in terms of their uh, that drumbeat, as we've been calling it, which is now turned, I've been calling it more of a drum roll as far as uh, um, some of the comments recently. Michelle Bowman said uh, uh, sizable increases should remain on the table assuming we don't see inflation decline and you know so it's not only this being part of the fed's decision making process but the impact this could have on the markets here i think is important and we started off the show talking about this if we just pull this chart again i mean this is the last time we saw the cpi number come out right mike so i mean it's only really important to kind of drive home i think to our viewers the significance of this number and how with traders and investors maybe even more so as we head into this month's release uh, uh, looking back at the uh, September numbers here, maybe even more so than when we were looking back at the August numbers uh, in terms of because it seems like the Fed somewhat uh, possibly pivotal as far as a 75 versus a 50 right now versus it seems like last time we were kind of expecting that 75. But you can see here, simply put, uh, we should be watching the indices, the dollar, treasuries, right, in terms of market reaction to this number as well, Michael.
1: Absolutely right there as well. I, I think this is really a key number here uh, for the Fed because, I mean, they really have to continue to talk hawkish there. They can't let the markets look like they're even ready to pivot there as well, just on one month's day there's theirs. They've been stating over and over again they need to see a series of contractions in inflation there before they consider really taking their break off the economy here. So, once again, these reactions here. To these numbers here are even more outsiders as well too, just because the Fed has to, uh, you know, be credible to the markets as mm-hmm. well too, and not, you know, turn on a dime here for one better number month over month as well too. So the way I'm looking at this Ben, I think a lot of the analysts are looking at as well too. If we need to see a number this month below an eight handle there to get some kind of short uh, significant short covering rally in this market here even though it may just be temporary there month to month as well too that's really what this market needs to see they need to see the data change and as fed says they're data dependent there so we need to see the data confirm that i mean one month is not a trend making as well too but it could definitely uh, spark a little bit of recovery here as well too as the market sentiment is just so bearish right now We've got to
0: look here as we came off the August highs in the ES up around that 43.27 level, a sharp move lower back down to 35.71. Michael, as I look at this chart, I've got September CPI written here in the bottom right corner. I feel like I should have put a question mark off to the side here to figure out kind of how things, the dust is going to settle. But also, as I look at this chart, I see a bit of a range that's forming around 38.20, we'll call it, going back to middle of September. The sell-off we saw in reaction to the FOMC, the slight recovery there. So kind of a double, triple top up around 38.20 and then this lower extreme again around this. 3570 level. So it does seem like the market's a little bit on edge here uh, as we head into this number. And even this week, Michael, as I think about it, I mean, seeing the spike in rates, how much of a precursor do you think that was? We saw the 30-year rally up into while Treasury's selling off and that 30-year up into new highs.
1: Well, exactly right there as well, too. We're seeing the overall increase in rates even across the curve, though, even though we're still inverted there. But right now, I'm looking at the 10-year, though. There's a lot of resistance at that 4% Mm -hmm. yield Mm -hmm. event. So right now, you know, we could say it may be a little bit of a double top here unless we break through that 4% level here. And today's number there could be that catalyst there as well, too, if it's a a bit of a hotter number here as well to finally get above that 4% 10-year yield here. So yeah, definitely keep an eye on those interest rate sectors as well, too. And like you mentioned, for the equities, You're right. We are been kind of a little bit of a range here uh, recently in the equities. There, with that resistance there around 3820 in the S&P's. If we do get a little bit of a better than expected number, we get that seven handle there. We can see this market potentially get up to maybe 37, 35 or so, where I see a little bit of near-term resistance in the next uh, few days. There, as you see that short-covering rally. However, if the number is hot once again, we get above 8.2, 8.3 percent. To me, I you when know, I mean, there's maybe a little bit of support there around the 50% Fibonacci retracements from the pandemic lows to January highs, and that comes in around 3490. So that could be where we can see the market end up there if we do see a high number today.
0: Mark, uh, Mike, I'm sorry, in a heartbeat, can you give, give me a, a thought here about how it's not just CPI, we've got retail sales and earnings uh, into the end of the week as well?
1: Absolutely right. The bank earnings there are definitely a key there on Friday as well, too. What are the bankers saying about how much are they putting into reserves for loan losses there? What is their outlook for what type of recession we may end up being in here in the next several months as well, too? I mean, Jamie Dimon is already uh, speaking. Uh, he had a CNBC yeah. interview there. They really I think, kind of moved the markets there yeah. earlier this week as well, too, expecting that if things really get a hard landing there, we can see another 20% lower possibly in the stock market. is as well too, so we really just want to get their their read here on what they're seeing for the next several months there as well too, and how concerned are they about potentially kind of a hard Landing there and on a, a deeper recession as well too. So yeah, that'll be definitely the focus as well too. Retail sales also important there. Expect to see a little bit of an increase month over month, but I think that's really being overshadowed uh, this week here by today's number in the CPI.
0: Jamie Dimon, World Bank earlier in the week, and then uh, just recently the IEA kind of warning of that global recession and some of the uncertainty tied to these higher rates, the impact it had on. world economy. Michael, let's wrap it all up here and uh, kind of uh, tie things together in terms of some of these thoughts because we've got uh, the CPI data headed our way. We pointed out in terms of uh, last month's reaction to that number here, investors and traders on the edge of their seats. We saw that with rates on the rise this week and uh, the indices hanging out near these uh, year low prints. Ultimately, this is one of the more closely watched data points of the month and uh, it's headed our way in just about three minutes
1: absolutely right yeah definitely look to see what that uh headline figures is we get a seven uh Handle there as well, too. We can see the market's up. Maybe, uh, you know, 1% to 2% uh, pretty quickly there as well, because of the negative sentiment. Get above 8.28 per 3. That could be another uh, one of those really dour days there as well, too, and look for that uh, support around that 34.90, that 50% retracement there as well, too. Also, keep an eye on that core figure as well, too. We don't want to see that really escalate uh, month over month because that's really going to keep the Fed very stubborn there for months to come.
0: Solid breakdown as always, Michael. Today, especially timely, again, with this uh, data due out here in just about three minutes. Michael Zremski, the director of futures at Charles Schwab.
1: Thanks again.